Bonanas for Bonanza with Dalton Wilcox is out now. Listen to cowboy poet Dalton Wilcox and his guests recap Bonanza every other Monday. Subscribe now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Guys, hello. <laughs> Have you missed us? We've missed you. I did not. I just had to consult the calendar to realize this is straight up coming out on literal Christmas. This is literal Christmas. The day that, uh, uh, I don't know, I ran out of. Um, literal Christmas. Jesus? The day that. Um, Jesus crawls his way out of the earth and. Is no, that, that's the other one. Is that from Lord of the Rings? Uh, Are you doing a Lord of the Rings bit? I was I was trying to do a bit. This is a stand-up bit I've been kind of trying oh, to work let's on. Workshop actually, it here. Which is like let's when you go like, oh, I'm you know, I'm not you know, I'm not religious, mm. but I'm spiritual, you know. I so I'm wondering if I wonder if someone has used this already. Anyway, I'm just gonna do it. This is the thing. Let I'm us know if we've yeah, stolen let me know this. If I've stolen this joke. <laughs> um, but something to the effect of like do I believe in a spirit? Yeah. Do I believe in a god? Do I believe God is a red man on a bo- on a throne of uh, spikes who lives in a boiling lake under the oh wait <laughs> under wait, the wait. earth? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good bit. I don't know. Now that I'm saying it, it feels like it's from something, but as far well, as I know, it's from my own mind. Well, we have time if you want to keep working on it. Anyway, so this is um, Jesus crawling his way out of hell. Actually, this is the show, Yo, Is This Racist? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. The best. That was one of the best, weirdest ones. Oh, my ones. good gravy. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry, <laughs> Merry Dismas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Uh, this is the show where we take your voicemail racism questions and we listen to them <laughs> with the help of a special guest. I brought it back. But first we get into some current events and stuff, but not this Psych! time. Because as we told you last week, the Earwolf studios are closed. They mm-hmm. don't want us here. Don't even exist. We tried, guys. We said our people need us. And we said we have to get in there. Mm -hmm. And Colin Anderson, the (laughs) anti-Christmas. Does does Santa have a devil like God does? The Christmas. (laughs) Oh, the anti. Like, does Santa have an uh, an anti person? Let us know. Yeah, if you guys know of. I think it might be me. (laughs) A Santa devil. Um, But anyway, no, the studios are closed, so we are recording this ahead of time. A little bit ahead of time. So what we wanted to do, but we have a great um, interview coming up with none other than um, Earwolf darling boy, Hayes Davenport. Mm -hmm. So um, you guys are going to love that. I'm not in it, but you'll you'll survive. Yeah, the absolute spirit of Christmas. Um, I guess in full disclosure, um, for people who are more familiar with how um, the show is put together, we didn't, strictly speaking, plan on his episode being mm. released on Christmas Day. So there isn't any, like, 
Christmassy content in it. No, but it's a good. It was a good conversation. I know you guys were so excited for your Christmas racism. <laughs> I'm so your Christmas flavored racism. Well, I'm we so can talk sorry. about what. What do you think? What do you think? I mean, oh, we doing predictions? I mean, it's been light on. I assume at some point, um, Zvarte Piet. I was gonna say Zvarte is Piet is what always a, back. What a what a treasure. Like a classic, like an old friend. This is mm-hmm. my holiday Hallmark movie. Yeah. Is hearing about this little <laughs> black motherfuckers that run around as Santa's slaves and. In Nordic countries. Oh boy. Um, I mean, so we're gonna get a question about that. Yeah, we've got a lot of new listeners this year, so they haven't heard you answer it every year for the last. How yeah. long have you been doing this show? Thirty-five years. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, um, wh- what's your general take on that whole thing? I look. I actually, uh, I am a little bit sympathetic that the tradition of blackface is an American one, mm-hmm. and that type of racism. Um. You know, does not have the exact same meaning in uh, non-American countries. However, mm-hmm. two things. One is cultural hegemony of the United States has been broadcast to everywhere, especially places like Europe. Mm-hmm. They should fucking know better. But also even the accepting their explanation that like, what? It's just we don't have a lot of black people and we want to honor them. Like, it's still a thing where you're, first of all, the Dutch of all people <laughs> – don't really have a leg to stand on on moral superiority over fucking slavery. But, <laughs> like, this idea, it's still just, like, at even even taking their kind of word, like, what? It's just about, like, honoring the skin tone or whatever. You know, it's just, like, that's it's still just being like, yeah, guess what? We're, we're thinking about blackness, and that's all we see. Uh, also, like, I feel like sometimes people say that they're actually just sooty. They've come down the chimney. We answered this last year. Yeah. That it's not, they're not black people. No, because yeah. we don't have those here. They've just come down a chimney and are covered in soot, which is maybe worse because it's just so insulting. Yeah. <laughs> that you're like, really? All these little slaves just happen to be black because they went down the yeah. chimney? They also often have like red lips and shit. But like, Santa it stayed is like, like, yeah, where'd the red <laughs> lips come from? <laughs> like, uh, they rubbed against I the loose brick. I the lips on the bricks. <laughs> We're not racist. <laughs> you are racist. Where'd are they you? get this huge piece of watermelon? <laughs> uh, it's a traditional uh, meal. <laughs> just spiraling with their justifications. Okay. Uh, so so we- that's a, um, why Uncle Michael will, he's really been on one. Um, I, I definitely should have done it before, but fully skipped Thanksgiving with Woo-hoo. that those asshole sides of the family this year. Um you know, I mean, for what it's worth, he's definitely been emboldened by, I think, the mm. atmosphere. Um, he's more racist than usual. Mm. His um, extremely stupid wife, my dumbest aunt. <laughs> my maybe second dumbest aunt, actually, after what my other aunt said uh, at a recent gathering. I don't know. Uh, Wait, are you going to tell us or is that? No. I think I may have said it already on this podcast. But basically, my second or maybe now first dumbest aunt was talking about... Um, how, uh, because I, I kind of get into it with them at all times. This was supposed to be baiting Uncle Michael, but I was talking about how measles is back and that's white people's fault. Oh. And she was like, well, surely it's immigrants' fault. Yeah. And that is a little bit why I'm so hard on, uh, fucking race white supremacist bootlicker Andrew Yang is because I'm very familiar with that type of Asian person. For those of you playing Christmas bingo, there's your first Andrew Yang mention. <laughs> and he is it for sure. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. What so else? What okay, else? so we got White Uncle Michael. White um, Uncle Michael. Um, I mean, I guess now it's a race in my family to see who can say the worst shit. Um, 
been a while since he straight up said the N word. Okay. But, um, I'm like, is this motherfucker saying this at Christmas? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he like he kind of has no filter, I guess. <laughs> And, but I only it's see even, him at it's, Christmas. It's weird for most black people to say the N-word at holidays. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not, a, you're usually not in that space. I guess yeah. if you're arguing, but geez. Yeah, it's rough. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. Um, you know, I guess I'm at this point doing it for my grandma who still yeah. doesn't really speak English, definitely doesn't care about racism. Sure. Probably was for it, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Andrew, do not slander this woman where she can't defend herself. She don't know what a podcast is. She sure don't. She, she's defenseless. Don't leave this hundred-year-old woman alone. She's a hundred. Um. <laughs> um, wait, okay, I, I predicted this last year and it didn't quite happen, but it, it always sort of happens throughout the year. There's going to be some kid or young person or a family in need that goes viral because of their need and because it's a giving uh, holiday and, and people's kindness. People are going to donate to a GoFundMe or whatever or send a bunch of gifts, and then we're going to find uh, a bunch oh, of racist rants on yeah. the mom's Facebook page. Oh, I can't wait. Always, always going to happen. What a thrilling time. And then there's going to be some big celebrities and football players and stuff that are like, well, we can't punish the kid or whatever, and then we're going to find a video of that kid just you know going to town. Throwing on this out there, immigrants. yeah. We can punish the kid. <laughs> we, I, I kind of feel like if we punish more racist kids for their racism, mm. we might have fewer racist adults. Mm. We'll see. Mm. Get them young. Um, I bet there's going <laughs> to, I bet there would be a question about like what happens if someone gets a racist gift. I don't know. I just pulled that out of nowhere. Oh yeah. Does anyone ever get or witness giving culturally insensitive gifts? I feel like everyone just gets gift cards now. Yeah, that's true. Which I guess are probably inherently racist on their own. I mean, if we really dig too yeah, deep. Yeah, let's oh. I'll do that right this second. Yeah. Um, All right, I well. Mean, that's it. We did great. Oh, yeah. someone's not going to know Mariah Carey was black. Oh, yeah. That's how she is the queen of Christmas. Yeah. Uh, her song just hit number one, uh, for the not the first time in 25 years, I don't think, but 25 years later, that's very impressive. Good for her. And somebody's going to make a crack about her being black or something and a bunch of people aren't going to know. Yeah. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. She's a queen. Okay. Um, <laughs> she does own Christmas. She owns it. She owns Oh, actually, Christmas. here's a bit of slightly topical, although this will be a week old for you guys. Uh, in uh, Billy on the Street, uh, Billy Eichner's Run Around New York and Yell at People hilarious uh, show, Mariah Carey did a, a bit with him, and he referred to himself, he called her the Queen of Christmas, referred to himself as a Hanukkah goblin, and I just saw a tweet with him yelling at, is it Hollywood Reporter? I don't know, some publication that... Yeah, Hollywood Reporter that says, the Queen of Christmas and Hanukkah Goblin quiz New Yorkers. And he's like, no, you can't. You don't get to call me that. That's a That was a one-time thing for me to say. Ah, uh, so. the news. Ah, uh, the news. Everyone's there we go. so good at it. All right. Well, uh, if you're listening to this, something's up with your family, we hope. <laughs> so we're sorry. Yeah. Um, and we're, you know, happy to welcome us and Hayes Davenport into your uh, Christmas or whatever the fuck you're doing today. Yeah, man. Um, Have a great time listening to Hayes. He's yeah. He's a smart, funny dude. And if you only know him from uh, uh, Hollywood Handbook. Um, he's not like that all the time. <laughs> no, he's a funny comedy writer, but he's also a smart and thoughtful person. And uh, yeah, I was sad to miss this interview, but here you go. <laughs> What's up, it's your girl, Tawny Newsome. Hello. 
This is Andrew T. Our podcast, Yo, Is This Racist, has some premium bonus episodes coming soon. On these bonus episodes, we'll be taking additional voicemails that are, quote, too hot for the main feed. That's right. Get your extra half hour of roasting racists every Friday starting May 1st. What's that, Andrew? Toddy came up with a great name for this already. Yo, is this raciest on Stitcher Premium? Uh, It's just us. It's just the Yo team. It's just me, Andrew, Matt. Maybe Jordan will pepper in here. Who knows? Maybe Kev. Maybe Kev will weigh in. It's going to be a family show. thing could happen. (laughs) Absolutely. No guest, just voicemails. Some voicemails that are follow-ups or things that we didn't want to drop in the main feed because it's not normally what we do. That's what's going to be in the Yo, Is This Raciest catalog. Oh, and if you're a racist that calls in thinking that we'll give you attention, we might just put you on Yo, Is This Raciest, so you have to sign up and pay money to get your little racist jollies. That's right. Now, if you don't have Stitcher Premium, I'm going to tell you something. You can go to stitcherpremium.com and use the promo code Yo for a one-month free trial. How about that? That is dope. Yo, is this raciest premium bonus episodes coming out 5-1 on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial of Stitcher Premium, use code YO. That's Y-O for a free month of Stitcher Premium. Howdy, folks. It's me, Dalton Wilcox, Poet Laureate of the West. I'm happy to announce that the City Slickers at Earwolf have finally given me my own podcast. It's called Bananas for Bonanza. In each episode, me and my co-hosts, Mutt Taylor from The Journeyman and Christian entrepreneur Amy Sleverson will discuss one episode of the classic television western series Bonanza. It's the only podcast you'll ever need about the only television show that ever was. Bananas for Bonanza is out now with new free episodes every other Monday. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You can also listen to bonus episodes of Bananas for Bonanza only on Stitcher Premium. For a free month of Stitcher Premium, go to stitcherpremium.com and use the promo code BANANAS. Bananas for Bonanza. That's bananas spelled correctly. B-O-N-A-N-A-S. Do you like my helmet? What? I do actually like your helmet. This is... I was worried that I I didn't fully process what it was. Um, I thought the the aftermarket additions were like signs of wear and tear because they're a little bit like imperfect. No, they're neon reflecting strips yeah. that my wife put on. The helmet's dope. Paul F. Tompkins uh, once told me that uh, we've argued about scooters a little bit because mm-hmm. I like them and he hates them. And he was like, no one wears a helmet. And I was like, I That's, do. Yeah. And he said, I've never seen anyone carrying a helmet around. And I texted him a picture of me that was carrying a helmet <laughs> at the time. Yeah. We should get him a top hat helmet. I feel like he he has scooter energy. Like I feel like if he had a scooter with like one of those like giant like Lollapalooza lollipops. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like that would fit the branding uh-huh. of PFT. Uh-huh. The birds are like black and white, this kind of <laughs> sleek evening wear <laughs> design. They go too fast, I will say. They go really fast. They're yeah. like much, much faster 
on it, it felt like they went fully twice as fast as I could handle. You might want a, a jump scooter, which yeah. for some reason I haven't been able to figure out why. They are choked at 12 miles an hour. Those are a little slower, and they yeah. want to go faster. But what they do is they'll like they'll speed up to 12, and, and then, then they'll slow down to 11.8, and then speed up again. So the yeah. whole way, you're just kind of That's like, like jer- jerking off the road, basically. Yeah. Now, I, I'm, uh, I'm uninitiated with the scooter life. Are you on the like actual road, or are you on the sidewalks? You get to be, to be whatever you want. Oh, you freedom. Get to be, I love it. When it's time to be a pedestrian, you can be a pedestrian. When oh, that's, really? I mean, you're, you're not allowed to yeah, ride yeah. on the sidewalks technically, and you supposedly can get a $200 ticket. It's I've never heard that of that enforced. happening. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but, I did get a bicycle ticket when I lived in New York for biking on the sidewalk. You got one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How'd you get run down? Uh, what this is, I, so we, uh, my friend and I actually successfully fought it because we, we were on the sidewalk for about, I mean, four or five feet biking to a, like we were on the road, got on the sidewalk and then went to the bike stand. Okay. And, so, and in the, how else are you going to get to the bike stand? I mean, I think I, without going on the sidewalk, their assertion was you stop when you hit the ramp, the sidewalk, oh. dismount, and walk your ass up to the bike stand. Come on, it was pretty wild. But then we we managed to I don't think successfully fight it in a legal sense, but the needless to say, the cop, the issuing cop, didn't show up, show up to the hearing, and so they're like, all right. Yeah, that's what you have to do. The one time that I, yeah. I I had to go to court for a, a, a New York thing, the cop, of course, did show up. New York thanks. <laughs> New York thanks. With political activist Hayes Davenport, political ad- activist and podcaster, and tiny, tiny, now, near the bottom comedian and writer. Uh, yeah, I mean, podcaster, I used to really not like that being in my bio at all. And now it's one of the only things left. <laughs> Scooter enthusiast. I'm sort of shaving the other stuff yeah. away. Yeah, just the core of the thing you liked least about yourself. Yeah, is the, I know. The it's turned out to be what I actually was. The thing that's left. Yeah. Um, Hayes, welcome to the... Oh, also, um, for anyone listening, uh, Producer Zig is uh, once again sitting I am back. Tawny, who is... Tawny is still in space. Still in outer space. She'll land at some point. She she satellited down a garbled audio message that we will not play now. Um, <laughs> hope she's okay. A lot of screaming. Um, but Hayes, you can't... You're supposed to not be able to hear that specifically. Oh, that yeah. is... Yeah, the, the tagline has been since like 1970. That's the one thing that you're not supposed to be able to Tony hear. Tony ain't in space. <laughs> She's on a soundstage. She's on a like soundstage at Burbank faking being in space. Well, that's what it is. That's actually all true. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, well, Hayes... Uh, you and I, as podcasters, go way back. Yes, we do. From, from shift change time <laughs> <laughs> at the podcast mill. We on were Saturdays. in the same class, like the same Earwolf class. Yeah, it was us. Shots fired. Yeah, we're probably the. Are are, are the two of us the only two? remaining from, from that class? class i yeah. think harmar superstar was around that time yeah, the yeah. real heads no yeah uh i feel like john daly was cranking out like an improvised musical that was incredibly that's right produce that's right raffle cast yeah. it's great to be able to say to people around earwolf like jordan like oh you're too young you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> harmar you? superstar oh you're too young how could you know how could you know um, but yeah, we, we would record back to back on a lot of Saturdays. Mm-hmm. I I met Emily Yoshida recently, and I was trying to remember that I was like, I have met you before, but I can't remember when. And it was during the oh, show. I realized <laughs> that's 
bonkers. That's so weird. Well, and then for a long time, I uh, trusted neither you nor Sean. Mm. And I guess I still don't, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I was like, I don't know these dudes. I'm scared of them. It wasn't didn't trust. I was just scared of you guys. To like didn't trust us to be on this show. No, no, not in Certainly. general to be on this. Well, yes, I hope that's it was true. a trust issue. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was just one of those things. I was like, oh man, I'm scared of these dudes. I, it was because you know, even when I when I the the times I appeared on Hollywood Handbook, I was like. This is scary. This is that's, too scary. I mean, that's to be Sean. Here. You're talking about Sean. Like, let's, yeah. like Sean is the really Sean scary. is scary. Like, there is an aura. Yeah. There's a frightening dark aura around that's Sean. True. <laughs> yeah, and I just get Jordan's <laughs> nodding, <laughs> <laughs> and you're part of it. You're caught up in the vortex. I guess so. I try to be. I know other like do and and Sean is of course a wonderful guy and like sometimes yes. doesn't has trouble controlling his first impression, just like how his his voice sounds like he's being sarcastic even when he's not and. Like he uh, and like a it lot, is a disability. A of the time he is, yeah. Yes, uh, and but so I overcompensate sometimes to be like oh. the the sweetie. Uh, I see, but he of course is like. An, an actual very wonderful now we actually have to get Sean on. we, we yeah. should really should make, give the make reverse, an effort to get Sean on <laughs> ASAP because this is otherwise going to look pretty fucked up <laughs> this is who we bitched our wagon to <laughs> Sean come on the show um, well shit but yeah so so we were just talking uh, off mic and it occurred uh, to me and not producer Zig weirdly that we were making content not just conversation yeah, it uh, so, really should be Zig's job. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sorry, hey, I this is content. One. Yeah, we're not just. It's talking. your job. You're just putting out all the talking. time. Yeah, all content, all the time. No, tell us about the the um, political stuff you've been doing because it's uh, both like I, it's it's weird. I think to me, I just have a vague sense that Hayes really knows what he's talking about, but I I feel like I basically it's like. Every small election, I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. What did Hayes do? Yeah, I do shit? go like, let's see what Hayes has been tweeting. About. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, let's see what's going on. Ultimately, well, I, is the main way I consume. That. I mean, I, I only really know what I'm talking about in like in this office and in, like <laughs> and, right, like relative to the yeah, clients like, here in like a writers' room and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I you know I've been doing a podcast about LA stuff for like a year and a half now, and I've been interested in this kind of thing for a while. And got involved in this like homeless services nonprofit a while ago that I've uh, talked about in a few different places called Sila, uh, and I was working, I was running a show uh, on TBS called Chad earlier this year, and we shot the pilot and it got picked up, and we had a layoff between the pilot and when we were supposed to start writing the series of like three months, mm -hmm. and that whole time I was like doing stuff for Sila. Uh, and like doing like LA city things, and uh, also found out that my friend who started this nonprofit was going to run for city council, LA mm -hmm. city council, which like people don't really know much about, but is like an extremely powerful mm -hmm. office. Yeah, uh, there's only 15 of them for four million people in the city of LA. They oh, each wow. oversee like 300,000 people. They control everything that gets right. built in the city, environmental policy, the budget, like all like policing stuff. They're right. Like, crazy, like if you if you think form. about it in national political terms, that's like only that's like a whole number fraction of how powerful like the senator from Wyoming is. Yes. In terms of population. Yeah. Uh, more because yeah. any senator or anyone in the house is just a vote. Yeah. Of yeah, yeah. 50 or and 400 right doesn't something. actually deal with. Right. Right. And so this is one vote of 15 
And they give each other total discretion over each other's districts. Mm -hmm. So you basically get to do whatever you want. uh, And everyone else will just like fall in line. All the the votes are unanimous. Yeah. Which is crazy for. Oh, because it's like, wait. So Ellie's basically structured like a fucking open world video game in terms yes. of it's just like the little fiefdoms, the boss. It's the opposite of like control. Civ or whatever, where anything you try to do, they're just like Julius Caesar comes in and is like, great, sounds good. Can I do this? Like, thank you. Uh, so she told me she was doing that, and I was like, God, that sounds like that would be really fun. And so I quit that uh, the the show. Um, and just decided to go like full time into this other stuff. Damn. And it has been great. It has been like very, very different, but yeah, super yeah. fun. That's I'll, fucking awesome. Yeah. I, like a lot of it was like lifestyle stuff of for, uh, for TV specifically, you spend so much time, uh, just like you sit in a room for like 10 hours a day and try to manipulate a story or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. into shape, like working on one thing over very long periods of time. I kind of stopped being able to really do mm-hmm. uh like i like what this is now which is like a bunch of little projects yes. yeah, or like tasks yeah yeah um, it's more like podcasts i mean podcasts ooh. sort of ruined my ability okay. to actually <laughs> focus on you're good for a creative like 45, 45 minutes yeah. at a time yeah, wait right. here's a here's a uh, a question that um maybe uh because it's a it's a thing that i've been saying a lot since the election or we've been saying as a podcast since the election which is like this kind of like um the case for like local not just politics because i think people get like tired of politics Mm -hmm. but like local action yeah type thing um i guess again i don't even know enough about it to formulate the question other than like you know, there's so everyone in LA is yeah. like, oh god, I wish there was something. A guy live in LA, my vote doesn't mean shit. Yeah, like what? Like yeah, maybe that's what it is because it's a, like a lot of our our listeners are people whose national vote usually largely doesn't mean shit. I would yeah, feel absolutely not. Yeah. yeah, but that, this is what we sink all our attention into is yeah. is national politics. Yeah, there is so so much we can do here. Uh, not just on stuff locally. I mean, like you go outside in LA, and like obviously there's stuff that yeah, needs work shit is in, up, yeah. in the city. Like the, things are not going great. Yeah. Uh, but there's also so much we can do, even about the issues that we think are only national issues. Mm-hmm. Immigration. There's mm-hmm. a lot that we can do to protect undocumented people locally. Right. Uh, like all kinds of like human rights stuff. Like you can do locally. Healthcare is mm-hmm. is, is a local issue. Like all of it. If we, if you just focus your, in cities, like especially, like yeah. in other like towns with like smaller municipal governments, maybe you have to go to like the state level or something to like really get something done. Right. But in a city like LA, LA County is 10 million, one out of every 30 people in the country lives in LA County. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. In massive. I think right. it's like the eighth largest state or something. Yeah. I think, uh, especially someone who comes from a small town, I think there was this sort of misnomer of like, Oh, local people, they'll fix the pothole on my street, and that's yeah. about it. But then when you factor in, yeah, like these these districts are covering hundreds of thousands of people, and you can really see the effect that they have yeah. by going through local governments. Yeah, I think it's a lot more eye-opening now seeing like the current political climate that we're in. Yeah. But what you just said is how a lot of people in L.A. still think about oh, it. Oh, word. Like yeah. L.A. kind of thinks of itself as like a collection of suburbs, but it's, you know – 
and so people are like, get this encampment off my block, fix this pothole, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we have lost sight of the power to like really make uh, like the change in terms of housing everyone in the city. Yeah. Uh, getting the city to carbon neutrality by 2030 uh, instead of 2045, which is the schedule they're on now, which is way too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the We'll kind be of carbon stuff. neutral because all the cars will be underwater at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of... We'll get there one way or the other. Yeah, I think maybe that's it. It's like the thing where, like, you know, it's easy to say, and I think, you know, we've said it on this mic before, which is, like, to the extent that, like, you feel helpless and you want to get involved in politics, like, there's also the idea that, like, politics is just people using money and force to do things to other people. Sure. And you can help those people in ways that don't have to be through a vote or through, oh, there's also that. It's just like helping the homeless or like protecting trans people, protecting trans kids, you know, shit like that. Like is something you can just do that just counteracts, you know, the, the effects. Yes, it is like maybe fighting, fighting the ocean, Fighting the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> fighting fight, the physically ocean. fighting the ocean. I mean, I was <laughs> fighting think the sea. With a thing, fighting the sea. But you know what I mean? It's like you can like make things as – if you feel frustrated with like your one vote doing nothing or close to nothing, like do something else. Mm-hmm. Or do something in addition. Maybe. Yeah. It, I mean yeah. you feel like a lot more – yeah, empowered and activated, like yeah. doing stuff locally. You actually, where, I guess, are. yeah, you can actually do something. Yeah, but her name is Nithya Raman, and everyone should vote for her. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. We'll keep keep an eye on, keep an ear on this pod. <laughs> future content involving <laughs> perfect. Her, yeah, perfect. I want to do a question. Let's do some fucking questions. Hello, Tawny, Andrew, and guest. Uh, I'm a white male currently studying psychology at Berkeley. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I did something racist. Uh, so my classmates and I had had a long day at school. And on my way home, I saw some breaking news about the conviction of the racist police officer who murdered a man in his home, um, as well as the that the case against Harvard and affirmative action had been dropped. Um, I kind of just assumed that my peers in my cohort would agree with my stances on these issues. So I texted out articles about these two events um, and said something along the lines of at least something decent happened today. Um, But a Taiwanese peer of mine texted and was confused why I felt the way I did. Um, And she had the opinion that this ruling would harm hardworking Asian students because of a continued racist stereotype that all Asian Americans are great at academics. Obviously I probably should have been more humble. Um, (laughs) when sending out uh, my takes on these issues into the group thread. Um, but should I have just accepted my my peers' position about the Harvard case and apologized uh. like I did? Or should I have continued the conversation to discuss her position further um, since I continued to view it as racist? Love the show. Thanks. I cannot believe I'm here for this question. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so... Harvard aside, um, the the one of the reasons I, I wanted to have you on for this question specifically is um, I feel like you are the kind of white guy for whom shit like this maybe happens more than usual. Like as in you have the correct opinion, you are up against a person of color who is wrong, but the optics of you continuing to argue are maybe as bad as humanly possible. Look, that the Harvard thing 
is a in- incredibly complex issue in that it is being brought up by in some cases in bad faith by yeah. people who who want to get rid of affirmative yeah. action as a concept yeah. at Harvard. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy named Ron Unz who's by, it was like ran for board of trustees yeah. and he's like a famous conservative, like wingnut who, uh, successfully made it. So in California, uh, you couldn't teach, uh, any other language, but English in the classrooms yeah. and it's set, uh, Latinx kids back like decades and decades in the California, um, school system. They're still, uh, still behind because of it. Uh, that said, I think. Asian students have a great case of like being uh, disenfranchised compared to certainly legacy admissions and sure like, like athletes and things like that. Interesting. Uh, and even in the no, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, yeah, no, no. Um, it's 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 why do you know Jay Kang? Yes, he talks about this a lot in a way that I think is really smart. But like, even in yeah. the judge's opinion, he made references to like, well, some students are like have better personalities than others, and yeah. that should be like a like a sort of implying that Asian people don't have <laughs> yeah. good personalities. And it was like, oh god. Well, so, yeah. So the, very the, bad. The I guess other other distillation of this is sort of just like. Um, I feel like uh, uh, Hassan Minaj did a good job of this on on Patriot Act. I'm okay, what did he it. say? Uh, this was a while ago. This was when the lawsuit was filed, so it was sort of of the of the just the the underlying facts are basically um, Asian students, uh, East Asian students, uh, are, are, are um, in a world with both uh, legacy admissions and affirmative action type programs. Um, probably under index at places like Harvard or Ivy Leagues um, based on the nominal objective criteria for those schools. Um, You know, because East Asian students, uh, for reasons that are, I think, also racist, you know, do tend to do better on things like standardized tests and have um, scores. Um, So so that's sort of the underlying thing is that... uh, Oh, no, no, no. And then the other underlying thing is that um, right-wing people have, I think... I, I, I guess I think it's like almost always bad faith. Like there's no like the the Asian people, even the ones that believe it, are clowns who are being used <laughs> by fucking white supremacists, which is a very common thing. So so maybe I to me I, I guess I was a little surprised to hear you say it was complex because to me it doesn't feel complex. Um, Only but I also understand that from you you have to say shit like it's complex. <laughs> no, I mean like. Only because you look at who's actually there, mm-hmm. and it is so many white kids who got in for some reason other than yeah. uh, academic achievement mm-hmm. or like extracurriculars or whatever. Yeah. So then at some point it's like, all right, well this this is a kind of affirmative action. Oh, that yeah. is it is absolutely affirmative action. Yeah, yeah. That is only serving to like entrench. Yeah. Like a like the power like a class. Power. Yeah. yeah exactly. Basically. Uh, so then you're like, yeah, I get like the case uh, in terms of like. I guess to me, it it feels like so much the classic um, Asian East Asian people being willing pawns for white supremacy against black people. <laughs> like it just, it's like I I see, and and part of it is I see it so much in my own fucking family. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is the cut and dried shit. Um, so maybe I'm unable to see the nuance or like, like, like truly the people who don't benefit from this would be 
um, the types of Asian people who don't also benefit from, you know, East Asian privilege kind of shit. You know? Right. Because Asians are a huge fucking group of people, and yeah. they are both the, um, even just economically, the most prosperous and also least prosperous right. like group of people in America. So it's like, I don't know. I, I guess to me it's like, it's just specifically like East Asian, like Korean, Chinese, Japanese people, and Indian people maybe like carving out a fucking thing to claim that they are oppressed. <laughs> And 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 not to claim, but like to I don't know. Sorry, we're we're getting in the actual weeds of this thing, which is less of the question, right? I can uh, give you like a like a short like L.A. corollary though that I yeah. do think is interesting, Please, which is yeah. in uh, in Koreatown, mm-hmm. like the, the, there was like a huge fight over whether to put a homeless shelter. Oh, there. Mm-hmm. Um, homelessness in L.A. is totally a racial issue. L.A. is nine percent black, and almost forty percent of the uh, popula- uh, population of people who are homeless are black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, Koreatown put together these like huge protests to mm-hmm. keep the shelter out. This was like the first in like a program of shelters in the city. And mm-hmm. Koreatown was like, we have been an underserved community for mm-hmm. decades. The, mm-hmm. the, the city abandoned us after the riots, which is true. Mm-hmm. They carved up Koreatown to diminish its political power. And like they gerrymandered it away. Mm-hmm. Also true. Mm-hmm. Why should this like fall on our, backs mm-hmm. instead of like the rest of the city i mean like honestly right. they should have been like put it in brentwood or something I mean, yeah some of them were saying that yeah but it's like it's it's underserved groups being like put at odds leads yeah. to these very uh intense situations well and that, ugly like yeah, it's just super like ugly like that it's it's like to the people of color you're like just fucking eyes on the prize. And the prize is taking down people that look like Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> might not specifically be Hayes, but not, not. I would love to go after, like, they should have gone after legacy admissions there. And yeah. And just been, like, that would open up so many spots for... Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, that that's the thing. It's like, like in it's so, like, the, the fact that they've managed to not have, like white affirmative action attacked in that yeah. sense. It's just like, that. that's how you know it's disingenuous, I think. Right. It's like, if you attack only affirmative action, then you are being completely disingenuous. Yeah. Um, so that's why I fuck those people. So, going back to the caller... Um, I think you gotta take the L. I think that's, I think you might you just take yeah. the L. Like, yeah, you know, you're right, and then you start to side chat with people that you know are on your side. Of like, yo, they tripping, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, right, on the check side, you have to take the L... I guess specifically to this caller, fuck, you can tell them your fucking white supremacist Taiwanese friend <laughs> to come find me. Burn everything down. No, because fuck that. I hate those people. Uh, I'm related to too many of them, I think. <laughs> I have like real specific ire for that type of Asian person. And for the Amber Geiger... Uh, oh yeah, we yeah, completely forgot about yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like it is good that she was convicted of murder, but the, I, I saw both sides yeah. of people saying t- only ten years yeah. for like straight yeah. up murdering someone in their home. Yeah, yeah. the jury recommended twenty five, and the judge knocked it down to ten. Wow, and then well, gave her a nice and then big gave hug. And anyway, yeah, hug. there's been a lot of hu- big hug, a lot yeah. of hug tweets going on today too, which is a whole other conversation. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, then you see the opposite side of people being like, "Well, if you're for 
uh, criminal justice reform, 10 years is a, lo- is a long time to go to prison for anything. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and so, like, it has to apply yeah. in all cases. So, right. Criminal justice reform starting with white folks yes. is also affirmative action. <laughs> white <laughs> affirmative action. That's true. Fuck that. All well, right. Let's, should we? The is don't email. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Hey, Tony, Andrew, and guests. Um, what is your take on antiquated terms like uppity and cakewalk that have racist roots but are really no longer associated with race? Um, is there a statute of limitations on that, or should we just stop using those phrases? Was one of them cakewalk? Cakewalk. cakewalk. What was the first one he said? Uppity. Uppity. Oh, Uppity. Yeah. yeah, that one's that one's still got the top. I totally yeah. agree. That's I, wild that yeah. the caller would even consider Uppity. Those are I, such diametrically in any other context. <laughs> yeah. um, Those are so diametrically opposed, like Uppity and Cakewalk. They're, but they're Cakewalk, so, I mean, look, the or, I use that a lot. Cakewalk? Yeah, or me too. I, I had to Google Cakewalk. I didn't know that was, I mean, I guess that doesn't surprise me. That I mean, I but. easily could have Googled it before I got into the studio, but... Do you want to see what it is? Okay, uh... Cakewalk was a dance developed from the prize walk held in the mid-century, usually at uh, black slave plantations before or after oh. emancipation in the United States. Basically, it was like like they would just walk into like a dance and like that was like a celebration they would do like every now and then. Yeah, Shit. I didn't know that until uh, I googled this, but I mean, there are so many loaded, yeah, things. We did something think. called a cakewalk in elementary school. Yeah. When I was living in Texas, where yeah. you'd walk. In a circle, and there would be little construction paper pieces on the ground with numbers on them. Mm-hmm. And when the music stopped, whatever number you would at, you were at, you would lift it up, and then they draw one, and then whoever had yeah. that number got sort a cake. Human roulette, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> human roulette with that cakes and it children. Yeah. It sounds like a way more fun May Day. We had to do May Day da- or Maypole dances. Jesus Christ! Our, really? Yeah. It was. What century did you grow up? In? Yo, I'm from a small town called Pine Hall, oh, North Carolina. Called... Yeah, like. Five hundred people. Town. Yeah. yeah, it was every every May they do a May Day dance and they'd come in and like they dance around the Maple. Now I'm wondering if the people in Texas decided they had to reverse engineer the <laughs> <laughs> cakewalk to mean something else, <laughs> so they could be like all along like, oh, it's just this thing where we give cakes to. <laughs> I mean, we, we definitely had cakewalks in Michigan, so that. Hmm. I've only I've only heard it in the phrase like well, this is going to be a cakewalk. I've never heard the actual yeah me neither yeah event of walking. Whereas uppity, I, uh, it's it is a little bizarre that the caller elected to lump those together because <laughs> yeah. uppity is still about controlling women and minorities. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's one thing I, where I, if it did originate with being applied to people of color, it has definitely extended to women. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if anything, either it, yeah. way, it's, it's gotten not, more powerful. <laughs> hard, yeah. hard pass on uppity. <laughs> yeah. Not even close, by the way, call it like not even in the realm of like, oh yeah, we guess we could see your point. Yeah. But cakewalk, cakewalk I don't think you can get mad at someone. Specifically, me for saying that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's no, 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 no. in the clear. <laughs> no, he's but I, I think like that is one of those things where it's like it feels like people call into web or it feels like people call into podcasts like this for hard answers, right? Yeah, like they want us to say some shit like. 100 years or <laughs> like you know if less than 10 percent of the population could answer this and you know identify the racist etymology in a yeah. poll they want that yeah that's not going to happen obviously <laughs> um but what is it is there a thing does it feel like it's just like pornography and they know it when you see it kind of sense i mean or? i think this goes back to just literally the, the idea of 
institutionalized racism. Like that's like it's just an institutionalized institutionalized thing, and it's a byproduct yeah. of that. Like the same idea of like using the term "sold up a river" is like it's right. It's based in racist slave terminology, but now it's been so far removed from that. Oh man, that has yeah. it though. It. I mean, <laughs> no, that I, one. No, but you know what I'm yeah. saying. It's like people don't even think about like, man, that got sold up the river. Like no one even thinks about the or like sitting in high cotton. Like no one thinks about that. That may be more of like a southern thing. My yeah, dad still says. I don't, I know, I don't know, man. I don't use that one. Sold up the river. I have used and in retrospect. That's pretty obvious where that one <laughs> yeah. comes from. I yeah. <laughs> could have thought about that one a little bit. But more. it's true that like, you know, this this is like like the truly one of those like divorcing the malice from the racism situations. Like, mm. yes. It it would be hard to imagine a time in 2019 where someone says, again, uppity no, but like cakewalk with yeah. any sort of like racist intent. Yeah. Um However, I do, I you know, have many times on this show railed against using intent as any sort of metric because that mm. lets you, it, it gives the racist actor the control over it. I was like, oh, I didn't mean it. Like, you can always claim ignorance or whatever um, if you're dishonest enough, and racists tend to be. Um, but is there a better metric than intent? I guess. No. I, the combination of intent and if everyone else is ignorant of it too. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, it's like dictionary is just ruining shit yeah, for everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? Cakewalk. If you say cakewalk, I'll give you a pass. <laughs> Damn. That, that's Dick. my, that's, I mean, don't, don't go getting wild with it. Like don't, you know how, how kids used to like discover the word like snigger and they'd say it in class. Like, yeah. Don't be like that. But if I heard the word cakewalk, I won't turn up. I hear yeah. uppity. That's a different, yeah, that's just, a different conversation. Damn, damn, caller. Get your shit right. Yeah, come right, on. Let's, let's do one more. Hi, Tony, Andrew, and guests. So I tweeted something about not liking it when white people are at pho restaurants because <laughs> when I go there, they tend to be like, what is this on the menu? Can you show me photos of this? And um, yesterday when I went to one, this, group of white ladies looked over at my meal and was like, what is that? Some chicken noodle soup? And I was just like, oh, that's so annoying. So I tweeted about that. And then this white male <laughs> replied to it and said that was the most racist thing that he's ever heard in his life. Um, so I just wanted your thoughts on that. Just let me know what you think. Bye. Uh, for clarity, let's assume the uh, objection was to saying, I don't like when white people are in pho restaurants. Um, because otherwise it's not that interesting. I, that's the most racist thing that guy has heard <laughs> in his life. <laughs> I just, you know, I would love to... Life is just like show him around. Good. Be like, <laughs> oh, man. Take him on um, magic carpet ride. Yeah, classic reply guy <laughs> tactic. Um, finding the most innocuous, innocuous tweet and then judoing that into being racist against themselves. The whites. Yeah. Um, is there... Is there anything i i think food i feel like food is a complicated thing especially in a city like la where there uh you know and in recent times there is a lot more like sort of like food both tourism and mm-hmm. sort of like columbusing kind of shit happening um and it is sort of one of the 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 more blurry lines between like, what do you mean when you say cultural appropriation or just simply liking something? Yeah. Um, Cause you know, you're allowed to eat it. Right. 
Yeah, I, I, I think there's, like, some kind of standard of respect when you go into, like, mm-hmm. uh, like a, like an, ethnic, an ethnic restaurant that, like, has stuff that you're not familiar with. I'm, like, yeah. so mortified. Not, not only am I, like, shy about asking any questions, I have to, like, pretend that I know what I'm doing at all times. <laughs> oh, really? So the idea of asking, like, what is that chicken noodle soup is, like, so foreign <laughs> to me. Oh. Like, I could never... <laughs> Betray. I, I have to. I whatever I end up with. Yeah, yeah. You know you wanted when you walked in. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and I and I, yeah, and I have to just eat it and pretend to enjoy it and know how, like, and mm-hmm. never ask any question. Even if even huh. if what showed up was completely different from what I thought. <laughs> oh, interesting. I was getting. That's okay. That is a little bit. I I'm I'm a little bit torn because I, I feel like I'm of the like I don't know how to do this, but maybe it's easy for me because I don't have a white face, so it's like. If I'm at a, I don't know, Mexican restaurant or something, or like even just like Korean restaurants or something that I just truly don't know, I am right. very like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I, I'm and actually like of the, not I'm a of, problem. I'm of the haze camp. I come in with confidence, even though I don't know yeah. what I'm wondering. Like, you know, this is exactly what I wanted when I walk in. I've been looking up Yelp all day, and this is the yeah. dish that I wanted to come in. Maybe that's it. The internet can just tell you the script. But oh, that, yeah. I mean, that sort of makes me wonder about the other intersections of this process where like it is a non-white person like a latinx person going mm-hmm. into a vietnamese restaurant yeah or yeah yeah and like they have a lot of questions like yeah is that cool seems like it should be okay <laughs> yeah i'm not saying this to like defend white people but exactly yes like, yeah 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 totally it, it is a thing where it is like like to the extent that it's tough being white. It is shit like, you know, in a big city where it's like, oh, this, you, like you're lumped in with the other white people that have been <laughs> been through there fairly or unfairly. And it's like, I see that. I see that struggle. It's not a the hardest struggle. Yeah. It's kind of a good struggle. And there aren't that many of us here. <laughs> I mean, true? there are, yeah, I think LA is... 28 percent uh non-hispanic white oh wow and that includes all the armenians all the persians uh i have really been fucking up with where i'm hanging out (laughs) (laughs) you gotta stay in a biblio hills andrew now i'm like oh wow I highly over-index for the number of people that cross my line of sight. In a podcast studio? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you got to come to K-Town with me and hang out. Oh, fuck, man. Now I'm starting to feel actually bad about myself. (laughs) That's an incredible stat. I had no idea. Yeah, it's really low. That's great. Mm -hmm. Good for this city. It's cool. Yeah. So the advice? Do we have advice for this? I mean... The white guy is whack. Yeah, I feel like the caller was mostly just tattling. Yeah. Was there any a question? <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> yeah it was just venting. Like, I had a that tweet, was a and, good this, and this really annoying yeah, reply yes. guy said some dumb bullshit. Yeah. That's good. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I guess advice, to the, call again. Yeah. To the extent that there is advice, it is like, maybe not obviously not the reply person. I think it probably is worth. I and you know maybe it is maybe the double jeopardy is just fine because it is a little bit like in this person's eyes and if I think about it maybe I'm a little sympathetic to their point of view it's like white people can't win with this shit it's like you go in too confident you're like a you know gentrifying asshole and if you go in too curious you're you know this cultural kinda, tourist that, yeah cultural yeah. tourist right. kind of thing still it just maybe I'm just like I don't know it's just not that bad of a problem but yeah. no, I mean if this is not. if this is the worst part of your day. Yeah, 
then things are going pretty good. But I guess if I'm being honest, I I guess yeah, yeah. The curious people, I largely I find them exhausting, but fine. <laughs> is that fucked up? No, that's I think not. I'm giving people a pass. Why am I giving people a pass? This today? is a softer side of Andrew we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, I think soft you need that Andrew. Sometime. No, because yeah. I got all my energy out yelling at the Taiwanese. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like I'm just whole... like tired. Yeah, you're coming back down to Bruce Banner now. Like you're. <laughs> you no, know, it's fucked up. <laughs> oh, it's because I'm drinking herbal tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Real yeah, sleepy. God. Okay, so do we don't have advice for this person other than... Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know how a woman survives online, but like the... like I, I think in this case, you don't engage with someone like that yeah, because yeah. that is what they want. You, uh, mute, yeah. the mute button. They, You're a blocker, Andrew's I a blocker. I block. I, I like switch to hard block. I, yeah. I can't. I mute folks. Too scared. Really? Yeah. Of blocking? Yeah, absolutely. Then nah. they're coming for me, and I won't be able to see them coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. I right. like the idea of them being lost in a chamber that I never see. Like, yes. Constantly. Yes. I mean, weirdly, um, I curse you. To Twitter's like <laughs> block function is so bad that even if you have blocked someone, you'll see their shit all the time. Really? Yeah. It's, oh. so, it's like something just doesn't work. Because I, sh- I, I basically have blocked every racist or... Do you know about his adjacent. block list? How large his block list no, is? No, how have, big is I have it? almost as many people I've blocked as followers. So wow. Like, <laughs> mid, mid tens of thousands at this point. <laughs> I think I think my block and mute list combined is like 20,000 people. Do you think having a podcast about like deciding whether or not things are racist has anything to do with <laughs> the kind of yeah, engagement like, you get? <laughs> I'm kind of done with that. But I will say, now I uh, aggressively will go in I've uh, well, two things. One is the it, it it combines with another bad habit, which is I will block anyone who's ever advertised to me. Or for a little while, I had that thing going until I started having friends with entertainment products that were being advertised. And, oh boy, uh, that got a little embarrassing. Yeah, a couple times. Sure. So, uh, yeah, the, the hosts of Throwing Shade were preemptively blocked before I met them. Was it, <laughs> oh, no! Was it, was it the nicest thing I've you ever... You hear that, Aaron? They, they, they were like, does he hate us? And we're like, I was like, I just oh got drunk God. and blocked God, everyone. God, they could see it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was incredible. Uh, so good for me. Um, but no, now I will also, when I see, like, yeah, my my friends reply, guys, I'll just go in and start blocking people on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I get that from Andrew. I do preemptive mutes and blocks. I when don't I need him. Posting some dumb bullshit. Yeah. Let's go. You should go find that tweet. Yeah. And, okay. And just yeah. Just block that guy. Yeah. Guess, hit a, hit us up on Twitter with the with the exact tweet, yeah. and we'll, uh, we'll just go ahead and block him. Feels good. Oh, yeah. Feels good. The most complex path to a block <laughs> in a long fucking time. Well, shit. Hayes, um, can you tell people uh, what what should they uh, find of you on the old internet? Or- I just have a Twitter. That's my name. And it's Hayes Davenport, and that and I've got all these podcasts now. If you yeah. live in LA, I do LA podcasts about LA stuff, mm-hmm. and of course Hollywood Handbook, and we do a show about the NBA called The Flagrant Ones, which will start to have content again <laughs> <laughs> now that they're gonna start playing basketball again soon. Y'all don't just talk about, just don't get together to talk about nothing on the offseason? No, we do get together. There just is no content. Oh, got it, got it, <laughs> We got it. have really struggled to like find stuff to, to talk about. We've renamed every team, I think, multiple times. <laughs> As someone who, I'm a listener on Patreon, and I don't watch basketball. It's a fun show to listen to. Oh, Not knowing you. which what, what is real and what is an actual bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I wonder too, about that. I'm too spoiled. Because sometimes we'll do episodes where we do trade announcements where like some are real and some are <laughs> fake. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's but all real who, to me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, who would know? Oh, in the in the universe of your head, it's all just happening. Yeah, like, oh, that sounds legit. God, you guys probably have fans who have charted out like what the fake NBA looks like according to y'all. We have uh, we have drafted, we've built teams and drafted a secret NBA that we were commissioned <laughs> by the uh, commissioner of the NBA, Adam mm-hmm. Silver, to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone has built uh, like an entire fantasy <laughs> league. There's a website, it's flagrant.1, uh, and it's all there. It and is truly wild. Fucking incredible. Yeah. And yeah, I guess if you're in LA, uh, listen to the LA podcast, but also just, just, you just know. Just keep an ear. Yeah, do important shit. Yeah. Boom. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> we did it. I was trying to really Christmas up the edges of this. Since oh, the middle was ho, not. ho. Yep. yep. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Um, well, we did have a, a big wise white man in the middle of it, so that's Christmassy. Hey! <laughs> if I have to think of the Santa Claus of Earwolf, it's Hayes Davenport. Um, yeah. And then the anti-Santa Claus of the world, Colin, Colin Anderson. Colin Anderson slash the devil? I don't know. I lost track of my... I just... Yeah. The we, we should really write this all down. Yeah. But before we go to... Before we pitch, for sure. <laughs> we should work this out. Pitching this as a movie. The most insane. We're like, okay, so it's a, it's a podcast network, but the guy who runs it is the Santa Claus devil. But then there's a... <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Execs are just like, uh-huh, please uh-huh, leave. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, guys, we love you. Uh, thank you for celebrating with us. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, thank you for um, hanging out with us Yeah, on just a regular-ass Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Um, go to podswag.com slash yo. Presumably stuff is on sale today. Yeah. I don't know. Get all those Podswag gift cards that your loving family gave you for Christmas and what? spend it on our merch. Yeah. Um, Call in. 323-389-7223. That's 323-389-RACE. Um, I'm at Trotty Newman. He's at Andrew T. Yep. Yo, is this racist? That's it. Bye. Bye. Podswag has all the podcast paraphernalia you could ever hope for, like t-shirts, pins, bags, hats, candles, and special holiday collections. This holiday season, give the gift of Podswag by shopping their Black Friday sale. You can get 40% off from Friday, November 29th through Sunday, December 1st. Just go to podswag.com and use the code Black Friday for 40% off the majority of items. That's podswag.com, offer code Black Friday.